Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. You have been warned. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots Welcome, welcome to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your hostess with the most is Pollyanna Amazing. Today, I have an amazing and wonderful friend who's going to tell us a little bit about himself and the pleasure that he has. Sir, introduce yourself. Tell people who you are. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Kid Magic Rock, and I'm in the building. Welcome, DJ Kid Magic Rock. I like to call him Dana, but DJ Kid Madge, DJ Kid Magic Rock. He is the man on the scene of music in Columbus, and it's one of the reasons why I had you on here is because we've known each other for a long time. And I want to know what got you into DJing in the first place, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Many moons ago, when the Lakers had Magic Johnson, just to date myself, I used to play basketball and all, and I was a big fan of Magic Johnson. So I used to uh, be like, Dad, go on. What would Magic Stein be named? And I was like, Magic Kid. Kid Magic. I was like, yeah, Kid so that's, that's right. And then later on, I met a family in New York playing basketball, and we went to their house. And as I was walking to their house, the window was open, and I heard a song playing. And it sounded like the song was cracked. It kept starting over. It was like, doom, tap, 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 doom, tap, tap, tap. And I knew the song, and it should have dropped. And and then we got in, and I seen the dude who was up there mixing, and he had to keep starting over. I was like, wow, that's so cool. From that point on, I said, I'm going to have to do that. That's how you started. And so you were you grew up here in Columbus, is that correct? Yeah, I was yeah. born. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Nice, nice. And so since you've been this amazing DJ Kid Magic Rock, <laughs> which I absolutely love saying it because that's how you're in my phone too. <laughs> we don't even call you your right name. But anyway, so you are doing this music thing for a lot of years, right? How many years you've been in, in the music biz? 85, 86, since 85, 86. What? Little while. Little what? Yes. What past, you know, you're hearing all these things. You want to learn how to scratch. You want to learn how to make beautiful music. Because I'm taking it from your intro that you're boom tap, boom tap. You got that music feeling, right? You feel it. You see it. You smell music. It causes you to have happy feelings. It makes you feel pleasure. It's connected to your brain in a way. As you were growing up, were your parents into music? What kind of music did you listen to as a child? Believe it or not, a little bit of everything. So my dad, he liked the jazz. and He liked, of course, the Motown era, all of that good stuff. My mom, when we would get ready for school, she would play the old school rock. She used to bang that. A little diversity to me growing up. So a lot of those songs in like the 70s and the 80s, I'm a little bit familiar with those too. Nice. Nice. Any gospel influence in there? Oh, yeah. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. That goes hand in hand, don't it? It does. I think that's where I got my love of music from is from old timey bluegrass and gospel because that's what I was exposed to when I was little. Now, I'm not a big country music fan. And I know a lot of people find that funny because I am from Kentucky, but no, not my favorite thing to listen to for sure. When you meet people who like music, 
everybody has their own story, right? And that is one of the things that connects all of us together is the ability for you to listen to some old timey 70s, 80s rock or some straight music from the pulpit or (laughs) you get the straight music from the mosh pit. Who knows? You like a little beat. And that makes me happy too. I'll tell you, that's one of my biggest pleasures. I do a lot of shows about a lot of different pleasures and music is probably on the top of my list of things that um, it just takes you to wherever you want to go, right? Like it does. It totally does. And it helps us to be able to explain things like I know it doesn't happen anymore. So often the mixtape, I'm a huge fan of the (laughs) mixtape. Because boys, that's how they used to tell you. They can't tell you, I love you with all of my heart when you're 12 years old, but they can sure put together some songs and record them. And back then, you know, with the boom box sitting by the radio, because you didn't even have any other way to do it. You're taking me back. I do remember. <laughs> Did you ever do a mixtape for anybody? So when I started DJing back then and I started getting good, that's all I did was mixtapes. Oh, yeah. I didn't do a personal. Did I do it? There's not one girl out there with a DJ Kid Magic Rock Love ballad songs. One of one of my MCs, I had a crush on a girl, and he shouted her out on one of my mixtapes. He said, "You." That I think that's about it. I was shy. I was real shy. Stop it right now! I don't know you as shy. Very nerdy, shy, all of that. Nerdy? Nerdy. I don't know about that. What? The The nerdiest. Yeah. And so now that you have had this many years of all this amazing music in your life, that's one of the most admirable things that I think people can do is put their music out to really, because that's your feelings. That's your life. That's it. You have a studio here in the city, right? Tell me a little bit about how long you've had that studio and what's going on there. So I was DJing all the way up to 95. And in 95, the music changed, like, on the hip, really feeling it. So I said, man, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to open my own studio. I'm going to change it. So I ran a studio in the house with my wife, kids, and it was, we did that for a while. It was horrible. For them. <laughs> it was a horrible experience. I was, I was like, be quiet. Be quiet. I'm be quiet. I understand that completely. With I podcasting, yes. Shut your dog up. Get out of here. Don't open that door. Don't you knock. Exactly. We did that for about, I don't know, all the way from 96, 97, all the way to two th- in the house. And when we moved to, to different houses, we built studios in the basement. And it was always people in the house. It was terrible. Now that I look back on it, it was terrible. And I finally got a building in 2007. That was my first building, and it was so much better to get all those riffraff out of the house. This was all kinds of riffraff in the house all the time. I got a, I got a, yeah. Yeah, riffraff in the house doesn't make your wife happy, does it? <laughs> she put up with it, though. She, she tolerated it for me. That's awesome. Got it out the house. Got it out the house. The community knows you by DJ Kid Magic Rock, and you do a lot of stuff for the community just in the fact that you had those studios. Have you ever thought that people really get your music and that's why you stayed so popular and people coming in and out? To be honest with you, I'm not sure why I stayed so popular. I think it's mainly because when people come into the studio, try to make them comfortable as possible. And basically, whatever you want to do, you want to smoke, you know, drink, whatever you want to do, this is your house. Treat this like your house. Because I know a lot of the great songs were made with people 
who were in the right mind, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do. <laughs> like, I like it. I can come here. I can smoke here. I can blaze yeah. here. So yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I think that's what it is. I try to treat people like, like family. Even that's it. And, and you know what? You totally do. You make people feel at ease. I know it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's true. And like, I know that not only are you the amazing DJ Kid Magic Rock, but also in your real life, away from music, you're in healthcare. People matter to me. I love people. People do. I love people. All kinds of people. <laughs> How many years have you been in healthcare? 31. 31. 31 years. You don't even was, look like you're 40. Stop it. I was 24 when I first started. I was a young boy. Isn't that something? And that's something else that people don't realize that what a pleasure it is at times to take care of people. Now, not to say that in an ER environment that is every day a pleasure because we all know that ain't true. But most definitely you have the ability to have all these people feel at home in your home. And when you go out of your home to do your other job, you make people feel at home, too. I've heard some stories. There's been some radio show comments about you before. I have to go back to one of my favorite stories about you because I know you don't like to deal with dead bodies. (laughs) No. (laughs) And we won't air your dirty laundry, but that's exactly how a sweet girl that... (laughs) Yeah, you want to... That story's a great story. Good. Okay. I want to hear this story from your point of view. Okay. What happened that night? In the ER so many years ago. <laughs> so I got a call to come to radiology and <laughs> someone needed help. And then that was that. I running. And that's what I heard. A lot of people, a lot of people found that very entertaining. Oh, yeah. From scared. what I heard, you were almost like an athlete jumping over hurdles to get up out of that room in that moment. That's a great, as as terrible as healthcare is at some points, there are some really rough nights. The people that you are with are who help save you from that terrible feeling of there's some days not everybody lives. Some days not everybody gets better, but the people that you work with, they're the ones that, that really step it up for you. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I guess, that I mean, like you're a testament to that. 31 years. Have you, have you been working in the same place? And no. we're not going to mention where that is, but... No, no not the same place. So, okay. the same company, but... Gotcha. Jumped, like, I don't think I could have did 31 years in one department. I, I don't think you could either. I God love you. <laughs> Me too. I feel you on that. There's no way. That's your night job and your day job is making music and making people feel at home. And in your community, I hear lots of stories. Like, I've been researching up on you about all these different players that are saying you help them to be who they are. And I'm pretty sure that somebody taught you to be kind and that just filters on. Who taught you to be so kind? I have to say I did it for my mom. I was like, why am I like this thing? I was a mama's boy and my dad was a lot different than me. My dad was a good dad, but he was just real stern. and real. Sure. Like, he was from Kentucky. You know what you did though? It's a little, oh, yeah. and and I don't know. My mom, she, she can have a couple dollars, and she'll be willing to give it to you when she don't know you. And she's just soft spoken. So I feel like I get it from my mom when I think about. That's it. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Appreciate it. Oh no! Like you have to. There are reasons why we do the things we do in our life, and we 
garner pleasure from kindness, from acts. They have all the love languages you can talk about, but I, acts of service for me, that's my love language. I feel like if I can show you that you are worthy of my time and my love and my adoration, then you are worthy in this world because it's hard to impress me sometimes. <laughs> you know, you try to be nice to everybody and you can really see people's true colors. That's true. And in your business of music, what's the largest bunch of people that come into your studio? Are these all rappers? Are these singers, performers? Let's talk about that. So my clientele mainly consists of people who don't, from the streets, people from Mm -hmm. the hood, they don't have an opportunity to like record. And I try to give them that platform so that they can get an opportunity to do something different and have something to get into positive. Even if they're only talking about nothing positive, you ain't doing it. <laughs> At this moment, you're not, active, right. you're not actively selling drugs or whatever. You're just entertained. And just seeing them light up makes me feel good. Just seeing the little thugs in the booth. I mean, not just saying, just the thugs, anybody. Gospel person, just seeing them light up makes me light up. So that's, that's, what, awesome. I, that's what I enjoy. See, that's why I like you so much. DJ Kid Magic Rock. <laughs> Like you too. Well, thank but, you. You're a sweetheart. But most of uh, most of my clientele to answer your question is uh, hip hop. I done hip-hop. some country. I done some country. I done some gospel. And I'm gonna tell you something too. You didn't even ask this question, but I want to tell it to you. Tell it to Believe me. Believe it or not, a lot of people say to me because they might see the videos and stuff. And a lot of people like maybe at the work or just regular people will be like. Don't you be scared. You have some weird, some crazy looking people in you. And I'm like, look, I'm not worried about them. The people that give me the most trouble, what what would you think it would be? The people that I have a hard time with, if I ever do have a hard time, you're not going to believe it. It's the gospel people. I believe it. The ones that give me the most trouble. And I don't mean like most trouble because I can work with anybody. I just Mm -hmm. have to just change a little bit. I just have to cater to you. I mean, when I say cater to you, I just know how to work. I know how you move. So You know your audience. I see. Yeah, that's health, that's healthcare. That's life. Got to know your audience. Yeah. I'm not saying every gospel person, but some gospel people feel like that you should be doing it. I don't know. I don't know. They, they I don't know. They want kind of like, you should do it for God or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's I hear just, you. It's just not, and I'm, t- don't get this twisted. I'm not saying all gospel people, but. They give me the most stress. They cause the most stressful. I hear you. I hear you. I think it's because, number one, they know that you're a giving, loving man. And it's a whole lot easier to get you to do things if you think you're doing something wrong. You're going to try to make up for it, right? That's probably the mentality behind that. The fact that you open up your house to your community and now you have a separate studio, your wife is probably super happy over that, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know if I had everybody in here that I did podcasts with, my husband would be like, uh-huh, enough. Yeah. yeah, get your own building, go. But I think it's really important that you show love to people. And that's one of the biggest pleasures that you could ever even imagine. Being able to show love, a lot of everybody can do that. Like you were saying, your dad was hard. Your mom's kind of able to show a little bit more love. And it's hard for folks. Some people can't even take that. Like, you have to wonder, like, why are you being so nice to me? Why are you doing all those things? And it's scary because 
100%, I believe in my heart that there are all kinds of good people out there that people just don't know about. And I think that more people should know about people like you, Dana. I think that it's important, especially with the climate of politics and everything that's going on, which I'm not even going to go into that, but I kind of want to touch on that because people are having a hard time these days. I do believe in my heart that people are being pit against each other for nefarious reasons that aren't necessary because not everybody believes the same way. There are a lot of good people out there. And again, that's why I have you on my show, because I want you to meet more nice people in your studio. And I was reminded last night by my husband that you invited us at one time to come over and lay down some tracks. And I was dying because my husband, the rapper, Dr. Dave, could you imagine? I just love the thoughts. I We're going to have to do that at some point. Come visit you. please. But when you're doing your recordings, you've got your studio set up. You are purchasing all this equipment over the years. Tell me, is that why you work all these other jobs that you do (laughs) so that you can buy recording equipment and do that kind of stuff? What you do? Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That and just the kids and stuff. I got you. I hear you. I hear you. Are any of your kids into some music? No. People ask me that and they can't believe it. My youngest daughter, she she has a keyboard in my... Oldest son, he has a, he makes beats every now and then. And, uh, mm-hmm. None of them caught the buzz, and I wasn't uh-huh. gonna force one. I wasn't gonna force one. I you hear you. You don't. So Got to be the passion. Maybe they get that from their mom. Talking, yeah. Serious business of talking, mm-hmm. and for promotion, what do you do to promote yourself? To promote your studio, what kind you of promotion are you doing? You wanna know something crazy? Since 90, since ninety seven, I did one commercial. Really? One commercial. And I'm I wanna say this and let you know I'm not bragging or nothing, but it's always somebody knocking at the door. All those years. And I'm grateful. Very, very grateful. But I never had to I never had to promote. I only did one commercial one time because a guy went to school and he's like, Man, I'm gonna do a commercial for you. And I was like, Okay. And then I end up just getting it on on something commercial. That's the only time I promote it. Isn't that something? All those years, and I'm grateful, too. That speaks volumes. Again, it speaks to you being this amazing person that people feel you make people comfortable, no matter what walk of life they come from. Just like you said, you got gospel singers to hip-hop to rap to whatever you got going on. And sometimes those people are not so nice. (laughs) But you give people a chance, right? Exactly. And even that small little bit of hope. Exactly. You know? You never know who's going to be the next big thing, right? And, and you might times, find that. And a lot of times people need that. They need a little someone to believe in them. Because like I said, when, when I was DJing, I had doors open for me. So I feel like it's only right for me to open doors for someone else and give them an opportunity to come in and record. A lot of people have piggybacked off that and went on to open their own studios. And they see me and they say, hey, the reason why I did it. I'm like, that makes me... That's Better than money. That's better than someone giving me a check. Just here and there, like, yes. That That is perfect. Pick one of your most favorite times you were DJing, and why was it your favorite? Oh, I know. That's a lot, right? But I will say one. I was DJing. I did a show with Mixmaster Ice and Chili and Flavor Flav. And we drove all the way down the line. He was in the car the whole time. Oh, wow. Being Flay, uh-huh. 
me DJing and him standing right above me and just saying, yo, I love that shit, G. Just hearing that. It was just something about that. It, the party was jumping. It was in Lyme, Ohio. Uh, it was like 92, 92, 93. And that, that's the first thing that came to my mind is yeah. when that happened. Just having Flavor Flavor seeing that he loves what I'm doing. In his Flavor Flavor voice. All stand, right. <laughs> stand, standing right next to him. Like we're, we're a crew. This is my MC. Awesome. That is awesome. I can't imagine what that would feel like. I feel like I made it. I'm just going to say this. I think you've made it. I think you've made it. You, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Just the fact that you make other people feel kind of, like you opened your home. Yeah. And your wife didn't kill you. That's a plus. She sure did. She could have easily have killed me too. And she had <laughs> just cause, valuable, valuable reason. Kill, you know. You, if you see some of the people that were coming in our career, I just can't believe we never got broke into or nothing like that. Like nobody. It's, it's a respect thing, though, right? Yes. It has to be respect. Don't mess with you. You're trying. All you're trying to do is help your community yes. with your kindness and your love of music. And I think that's awesome. Now, tell me about what kind of acts. Like you've had some people sign with labels before from your studio. Tell me about some of those folks. When I was DJing back in the nineties, mm-hmm. late eighties, nineties, I um, sent some music to New York, and uh, I ended up getting a bite. And it was just me, like, rapping. And don't ask me to do that, because that was a long time ago. It was like some, it was like some Curtis Blow rap. Like, uh, I'm the DJ, blah, blah, something crazy. But anyways, I sent, it to, I sent it to a label, and the label liked it, and they sent me a contract. So I ended up going to New York to see the label, and the label kind of dogged me. Well, I'm not going to say dogged me, but just played me off and just ignored me. So I was stuck in New York. Well, I wasn't stuck in New York, but I was in New York and I met somebody. And the person I met, we stayed in touch. And he ended up plugging me in. And he ended up getting in a good situation. Nice. He introduced me to a group called the UMCs. And they ended up getting a major deal and ended up having me as a DJ, doing all the mixing. And it's been all on BET. Not on 60 Park, because it wasn't out yet. Rap City. Mm-hmm. And Soul Train, and the song has me mixing on it. So that's like the biggest thing that I've ever done. So when the, two of the songs that we put out, Blue Cheese and One to Grow On, went number one in the 90s. I remember them. Flashback to today, I'm still working with the Caps, and we have an artist that we're working with, Katie Swain, and we're producing her, trying to get her stuff popping. So that's 35 years right there. And we're still friends and we're still, still, still doing music. Still doing music. Still doing music. Because it's a pleasure for you, right? That's a pleasure. There's so much information out there. Because I am a nurse practitioner, I always like to add a little extra science-y, whatever. The things that happen when your body hears something, you start moving, there's just, your brain goes somewhere different than the terrible spot that you may be in the moment. Exactly. People who create music are my favorite. I have a, a wonderful friend who was actually my fir- one of the first shows that, that I produced, Guy Stoker, and he sends me brand new music like every day. And it's such a pleasure because he's a composer, you know, like 
it's and he also sings he's a an elton john <laughs> he does elton john music on cruise ships he's great i think music for some people is just that's your whole passion your love your everything you're pouring it into this and just for the hope that somebody else can resonate on that same wavelength with you and i think music is probably one of my favorite ways to show people i'm not going to tell you about any kind of song or any kind of anything unless i like you right? I want you to hear this song. Right now, I've been kicking on some Miley Cyrus. This is ridiculous. But no, so she and her sister do I Got So High That I Saw Jesus. And if you're a person who likes harmony, Mm -hmm. and that's not, I know she's got a new thing out, but harmony for me is like a drug. I need it. And I think that goes back to gospel music and the bluegrassy stuff. I love a harmony. And when I hear it, it throws me into a different frame of mind. It makes me come alive. I know you. So these people out in everywhere that this is going to be heard at don't know you. This guy is the real deal right now. I'm telling you. And if you had advice for somebody who wanted to start doing what you did at how old were you? How old are you starting? I believe I was 16, 17. 16. If there's a young gentleman or even a young lady out there that wants to know how to become the DJ that you are, what would they do? What would you tell? I would say research and study and just find your lane and just like see where where you want to be, like who you like, and then just make your own self, create your own out of that, all the people that you like. And just make it your own and go for your dream. Go for your dream. Go for your dream. And if if you're in like a place where it's not happening, like I was in Columbus, Ohio, go to where it's happening. I went to New York. I didn't know nobody. Just go to where it's happening at. Atlanta, if it's Atlanta, if it's Chicago, wherever it is, go to where it's jumping. Yeah. Go for your dream. That's it. That's such good advice, you know, and, and it's it's almost cliche to tell people, but it really factually works. I didn't know what I was ever going to do with a podcast or anything like that until I did it. And man, I'm so glad I did because twice a month I get to tell people about pleasure that they might not know about. Awesome. And I love it. It makes me happy in my heart. It gives me an outlet to keep my brain from being fried every day from the same kind of work. You have to have an outlet. And music is one of the best, I believe, out there. I'm biased for sure. I think what you've done and how you have affected your community, because Columbus, Ohio is a huge place compared to a lot of other little backwoodsy places that, you know, like your dad's from Kentucky, me too. Columbus is a rocking city and there is a lot of culture going on here. And the one thing I do like the most about Columbus, honestly, is you see people from all walks of life, but there's some really good people here. There's some really good people. And One day you might have somebody knock on your door, Kid DJ Kid Magic Rocks, that just blows people out of the water with their music. And I hope that you find that sooner than later because you deserve it. You you. do. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, here's some questions. If you had to, like, rate what has been your favorite part about DJing? Like from the physicality of doing scratching or mixing or just listening and combining things together, what is your favorite part? What gives you the most pleasure about producing music, do you think? Is it the end product? Is it the process to get to the end product? 
the report recording part is a little different than the DJing part. The DJing gotcha. part would the my favorite part was people seeing me do what I enjoy doing, feeling comfortable. Because I was like I said, believe it or not, I'm a lot better now. But I was super shy, and mm. when I was DJing, because when I played basketball. It was giving me something. But then when I started DJing, it was giving me something more. It was giving me a feeling of like acceptance. This is what he does, like an identity. Uh So I enjoy that, people seeing me do me. And I was comfortable doing me. You know what I mean? So but the recording part, I like the process. I like actually recording. That gives Mm -hmm. me just seeing the artist light up and making that magic. And then... When it's all done, it's beautiful too. But my favorite part in the recording part is making it, creating it. Especially, it's been times where artists come in and they had no idea what they were going to do. And matter of fact, this is my favorite way to work. And then we like, okay, let's play some beats. And then we'll play some beats. And then and they're in there and just vibing. And then all of a sudden, they must start doing something. And then everybody else will start like, oh, that's what you hear? That is so incredible. And then when it's finished, it's just, man, we just created that. We just made that from scratch. That right there. That's awesome. That's the best. I hear you. I think that for me, I would have to agree with you in the process of music because not that I'm making music like you do by any means, but I know that just listening to things, putting them together, it's super cool to hear that end result super too. Cool. Super cool. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that I had you on because- Honestly, first off, we need to see each other in person. We'll do that soon. (laughs) Secondly, because, again, you're a huge part of the Columbus music scene and the community, and you're just doing great things. And I will promote anybody who is out there working their tail off more than one job. By the way, I called him at seven o'clock last night, y'all. And he's like, it's my bedtime. I got to go to bed. I got to go to work soon. I'm like, what? Seven o'clock? Pat Ball, what you doing? Going to bed at seven o'clock? Routine. Oh, man, routine. <laughs> so, DJ Kid Magic Rock, if people want to hear anything that you got playing or know what's going on with you, do you have a SoundCloud website, anything that I can promote for you right now? Can you tell me some? Right now, I am on Facebook, Dana Martin, Instagram, DJ Kid Magic Rock. And that's all I have. I have an email, DJ Kid Magic Rock at gmail.com. Now, are you still doing private events too? Yes. By the way, I've been to a bunch of parties that this guy's DJ dad, and they've all been crazy. I don't know if it's because of the music or the crazy people we know, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure they go hand in hand. That's for hand, sure. Yeah, hand in hand, for sure. Hand in hand. So if you're in the Columbus area and you are looking for an awesome DJ who has a heart of gold and ears like nobody's business, then jump on and find DJ Kid Magic Rock on Facebook. Oh, was that Instagram? Instagram. Sorry. DJ Kid Magic Rock on Instagram, Dana Martin on Facebook. And uh, get a hold of this guy because he is, he's definitely something special. 
appreciate Again, DJ Kid Magic Rock, Dana Martin, thank you for being on my show. I appreciate you greatly. And I wish you nothing but wonderful pleasure for the rest of your days. And this is Pollyanna Amazing. Again, this is Barry Pleasures. You can find me at BarryPleasures.com, Barry Pleasures on Facebook, Instagram, Barry Pleasures one on TikTok, but we all know that's not a great thing. So you guys have a great day. Take care.